Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. SEC Media Days is officially in the books, as we heard from four more coaches, including Clark Lee of Vanderbilt, Kirby Smart of Georgia, Hugh Freeze of Auburn, and Zach Arnett 
of Mississippi State. What a day it was in Nashville, Tennessee. It was a bright and early morning for yours truly. Got up around 6.30 or so to get ready for the big day and started it off, by the way, talking some SEC officiating and rule changes for the upcoming 2023 football season. Really, truly riveting stuff to get the day going. Also, I probably consumed more coffee than is acceptable or normal for a human being for today's events. But either way, Clark Lee getting us going to start out. And by the way, let me say I had great company today sitting next to me, my good friends, Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports and Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South. You know, guys, it's really, really cool on a side note to see how some of your favorite pieces and some of the topics we debate the most to see how the sauce is made, right? Brad Crawford posting his coaches' rankings, five reasons why Georgia may not win their third straight national title, and seeing him putting those things together, sitting next to him, was a really cool experience. But either way, guys, back to the coaches. Clark Lee of Vanderbilt starting us off, and you're truly able to get in a question yet again, which thank you to Coach Lee for answering that question in regards to the loss of Ray Davis at the running back position and what that means for the pressures now on A.J. Swan, him having to shoulder more of the load for the Commodores' offense going into the 2023 football season. But, you know, Clark Lee is a guy, guys, that I'm a big Clark Lee fan. And I'll tell you this, we all know the challenges that Vanderbilt football faces. And it's crazy to say that because being in a place like Nashville, Tennessee, again, this is my first time being in the city of Nashville. And it is a gorgeous place. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Either way, though, we understand the challenges that Vandy football faces when it comes to lack of history and tradition, when it comes to resources, when it comes to you know, academics, everything in between. But you listen to Clark Lee and his approach on things. And you know what I can really respect is when you hear Clark Lee saying things like, we want to be the best program in all of college football. Five and seven is not good enough at Vanderbilt. We all know he's fighting an uphill battle, right? We all know that the odds of Vanderbilt football ever getting to the expectations and the standards that he has set out for them is unlikely. But still, that's the way you want your head coach to sound. That's the way you want him to move about things. That's the way you want him to talk to the media, to set a standard of excellence. And I think if there's a guy out there that is a great fit for Vanderbilt, if nothing else, it is Clark Lee because what he's doing right now in trying to change the culture, again, obviously uphill battle. You got to go out there and find some under-the-radar guys, diamond-in-the-rough type of players. You got to deal with also the transfer portal when you have guys pop off, keeping them from going in the portal and going to bigger schools like we saw over this past offseason. But I like the direction of Vanderbilt football under Clark Lee. Now, it's a true rebuild, and it's going to be a process. But if they can give him time, if they can give him, invest in him, invest in the program and invest in those resources, give him the resources he needs in order to be successful, I think Vanderbilt is going to like the end result. So when you talk about Clark Lee, everything that makes him what he is, a Vanderbilt man, you certainly heard that in day two of SEC Media Days as he got things going, thought he did a great job up there at the podium. 
Then there was Georgia head coach Kirby Smart. And I think, guys, all things considered, with all of the hype and hoopla and all the chatter over the last couple of weeks of, you know, how how hard's the, the media going to grill Kirby Smart about his culture and the racing and all the offseason stuff that's happened, it was a very tame day and a day that lacked the fireworks that I think was expected. You know, it's so funny. I see it all the time, of course, the the comments of, you know, Chris, you should you should ask this to this coach or say this to this coach or what have you. You know, I get the tweets, I get the text, whatever it is. But it's funny. You can tweet whatever you want. You can text whatever you want. You can type whatever you want. But until you're in that room staring that man in his face, it's a little bit different. Like I just said, guys, I asked a question to Clark Lee, and we'll get there a little bit later in the show, but I asked a We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Question to Zach Arnett as well. The same feeling that I had with Brian Kelly, maybe some less of the nervousness, but it is an adrenaline rush. And maybe that'll go away at some point. But for right now, for me, it is an adrenaline rush asking a coach a question. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but it's just it's a new experience for me. It's a different experience, if you will. I have asked Coach Beamer a question. Back in 2021 at a welcome home event in Columbia when he had, uh, you know, sort of the booster events, what have you, that they have for fans in the preseason. I did ask him a question at that point, but, you know, being at SEC media days, being in a room with your peers, with the other media, if you will, uh, and asking, you know, teams that I'm not as well versed on as well, because you don't want to sound silly. Oh, my gosh, mentally make sure these guys are still here and this still applies, what have you, but. It is an adrenaline rush asking these coaches questions. So some of you out there saying, why don't you ask Kirby this, grill him on this, say this. It's not quite as easy as you would think it is. Either way, I digress. I still was a bit surprised at the lack of fireworks and the lack of challenging that Kirby Smart faced. Obviously, Kirby Smart's a guy I'll tell you guys this, and maybe it's blasphemy for for me to say this as a Gamecock fan. I, I love listening to Kirby Smart speak. I mean, this is a dude, every time you hear him speak, you want to run, run through a brick wall. He's probably at this point the best motivational speaker in college football. 
and he does a, such a great job at the podium in, in all types of ways, addressing his team, addressing his fan base, setting his standards, speaking on his standard. Of course, the thing that I think Georgia fans for sure and everyone else takes away, the mantra for Georgia in 2023, better never rests. Better never rests. And again, you can take so many things that Kirby Smart says and apply them to real life, right? Whether it's about better never rests, it's about motivation, it's about hard work and work ethic, it's about leadership. He mentioned that as well. But I think Kirby Smart, at least in my opinion, came off as someone, of course, very competent in his football team, someone who they're still not resting on their laurels. You know, he talked a lot about fighting complacency, that that is their number one challenge. And of course, guys, I mean, how could it not be when you've won back-to-back national championships? Guys start to start feeling themselves a little bit. Maybe that's why some of the -the off-the-field stuff takes place. Battling complacency and not being complacent, not resting on your laurels. There was the one question asked by Pat Forty in regards to the speeding and the off-field stuff, and I thought Kirby Smart addressed it head-on for sure. He didn't dodge the issue, anything of the sort, but I was surprised there was not more of that. I was surprised there was nothing brought up about the AJC situation and the way that Georgia has handled that. You know, I understand it's a thing where Kirby Smart wants to talk football. He wants to focus on football. But certainly, the -the off-the-field issues are there. However, I will say this, guys, and we all know this. Fans care about football. I care about football. We care about things happening on the field. Games, practices, depth charts, position battles, etc., I don't think most fans really give a darn about what happens off the field within reason. I think rival fans care greatly. But I don't think fans, as long as things are good and when you're winning and you're winning national titles, things are very good. I don't know that fans really care to continue to hear about the off the field issue. So, Kirby Smart, I thought he was very brand. Also, I thought he was very lax and very joking, uh, you know, playing with the media a bit, if you will. You can tell that he's evolved over the years in regards to his overall demeanor with media, not so much, uh, you know, kind of a hard-nosed football guy, right? Able to just hang with the media and and, and do the whole song and dance, if you will, of media days and and what that presents. But I thought Kirby Smart, again, another guy, did a great job at the podium. You can tell he's confident in his football team. He addressed the issues head-on when asked. And outside of that, every time I hear Kirby Smart speak, I want to run through a brick wall. You learn some new motivational tactic, or you learn something you can apply in real life. You know, at day two at Media Days, it was leadership. It was better, never rests. And it was about keeping a high standard and not being complacent. Then there was Auburn head coach, Hugh Freeze. And Hugh Freeze, still very preacherish in the way that he speaks. And I don't mean that 
disrespectfully, but you feel like you're listening to an old down south pastor when he's talking. You know, Hugh Freeze is a guy I was a, I was really surprised there was not more chatter coming into the week about his return to the SEC. You know, this is a guy that there are only a few out there, especially active, who have beaten Nick Saban multiple times. Hugh Freeze is one of them. So he could most certainly serve, although LSU already is, he could serve as another threat to Nick Saban and what Alabama has built. You know, I thought what was interesting from Freeze, because we've all heard the horror stories, guys, right, of red tape. And what do I mean by red tape? I mean the way that the boosters and those behind the scenes influence Auburn football. I thought what was interesting was hearing Hugh Freeze almost plead for patience from the Auburn fan base, saying that, you know, we're, we're building. You know, I've never come into a season with more question marks than we have right now. You know, this is a unique situation for me. And again, he started in his opening statement talking about patience. Be patient as we build this thing. And as you and I all know, there's not a whole lot of patience not just on the Plains, but college football fans as well, right? We talk about it all the time, that college football fans are like bad doctors. They don't have patience, right? There's your dad joke of the day. But I thought Hugh Freeze very well spoken. You know, I thought it was interesting talking about his offense, that he will not be calling the plays. And the way that, you know, Hugh Freeze was very candid and very honest in the sense of just saying that, you know, I feel like over the last couple of years and I was at Liberty – I was once an elite play caller, and of course, I'm paraphrasing, guys. But him basically saying, I, I was once an elite play caller. And in my last year at Liberty, you know, I feel like some of the things I was doing were getting picked up on, and I, I'm not at that level anymore. And saying that Philip Montgomery will hand, handle play calling duties, I, I think that, you know, we've seen it talk in Texas A&M and others, that takes such an ego death for a head coach to recognize that and to hand that off when he's been doing it for so long. You know, I thought that spoke volumes. going to be really interesting to see what Auburn is on the offensive side. Certainly, Hugh Freeze will have a lot to say about it still. But again, preaching that patience. And I think that Hugh Freeze understands you know, it, it, it's going to take time to get the program back to or get it to a point of where Auburn wants it. I think we all believe that Auburn football can reach those heights because Hugh Freeze is a guy that he has won everywhere he has gone. You know, I thought also it was interesting the way he was so candid and honest about he wasn't sure he'd ever end up back in the SEC after the whole thing with Ole Miss happened, his departure or his dismissal, I should say, from there. He wasn't sure that this day would ever come or this day would be a reality. And so you could tell it was a man that was grateful for the opportunity, grateful to be back in the SEC. And year one of Hugh Freeze at Auburn is going to be so interesting to see. You know, Auburn's a team that I think most are banking on because of Hugh Freeze's reputation as a head football coach of what he's done, the winning and winning at a high level that he's done everywhere he has been. I don't know if folks are expecting this turnaround to take quite as long as maybe some others. They've got to upgrade across the board in regards to talent. You look at the way they're recruiting. They're crushing into recruiting. They're crushing the portal. 
I think Auburn realistically is a candidate to be a team that, you know, you look up in two, three years and Auburn's right there at the top of the SEC West. So great stuff from Hugh Freeze. You loved what you heard from him, and it's certainly going to be interesting year one of his tenure this year on the Plains. And then finally, Zach Arnett of Mississippi State. And like I mentioned, guys, was able to ask Coach Arnett a question about his uh, pair of 100-plus linebackers that are returning this year, the way they're going to assist his defense. Also, got to ask Will Rogers a question, in case you missed that on our social media, about Williams-Brice Stadium and taking on the Gamecocks in the cross-divisional matchup. Really, really great stuff. Will Rogers, very well-spoken, and appreciate him taking the time to answer the question. Same with Zach Garnett as well. You know, Mississippi State, and of course, you guys will come back to that week four pick. I've got the Bulldogs taking down the Gamecocks at Williams-Brice Stadium, and I stand by that pick to this day and as we go into kickoff. It's just such a – it was such an interesting vibe in that room because, you know, the the it's a sad situation with the passing of Mike Leach and him, you know, him no longer being around, one of the greats, all-time greats in college football history, the way he changed the game, changed Mississippi State and the success he brought to that program, but also just the incredible human being that he was. Zach Arnett, you know, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't know how it's going to work out there. I don't. I think that Mississippi State this year will be able to, you know, pull an upset or two. I've got them beating LSU in South Carolina while going, I believe, six and six or seven and five. I think Mississippi State, off the talent they have on the roster, guys like Will Rogers, some of those veterans will be able to do that. I don't know if Zach Arnett is the long term play in Starkville. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, I just don't know. You know, I don't know a lot about him in the sense of, guys, we've seen it before that these coordinators, they move into that seat. They move into that head coaching seat. And it's different, right? It's it's just flat out different. Things change when you're the CEO and no longer the coordinator. Things change drastically. But I thought Zach Arnett, you know, again, very well-spoken, took things, faced things head-on. Um, you know, and really just, again, what stood out to me is that this is all new. You know, that's the way I would, I would phrase Zach Arnett's availability. This is just all new. You know, it felt like a guy, it was his first go around. You would expect that as well. I think a dude that, that loves Mississippi state has a lot of reverence, of course, for Mike Leach and what he did believes in the program as well. You know, I think he also identified that it's going to take time. He wants to keep expectations realistic. Somebody in there asked about, you know, you you said that Mississippi State 2024 expanded playoff could be in the playoff. What do you think? And he even went as far as to say, I didn't set a timeline on it. I didn't say next year. So, you know, Zach Arnett understands where they are as a football team. He understands where they are as a football program and the, the challenges that lie ahead, right, with the transfer portal sort of ravaging them after Coach, Le- Coach Leach's passing, um, you know, some of the guys they'll be losing after this year as well. Like any first-time head coach, though, it's just going to be really interesting for Mississippi State to see, like, what is the identity of a Zach Arnett coach football team? They're no longer air raid. They're going to pro style. What's that transition like with Kevin Barbe as their OC on the offensive side? 
Then you look at defense. I mean, Zach Arnett's calling card, that's got to continue, I think we'd all believe, to be a strength because we've seen it before, right? You're a defensive-minded coach. The thing that you hang your hat on, you better be able to hang your hat on it. Because, hey, losing because of the other side of the ball is one thing, but losing because of your side of the ball, the side where you're supposed to be an expert, that's a tough pill to swallow. So I think right now, guys, we just, we don't know with Zach Arnett. We don't know. I, I think this year, again, Mississippi State will be a solid football team because of returning talent. But in regards to long-term, is this a long-term play? Is is Zach Arnett at Mississippi State in 10 years? Is he there in five years? I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. And it's just something we have to wait and see. So Clark Lee, Kirby Smart, Hugh Freeze, and Zach Arnett all speaking in day two. And we now look ahead to day three. Kicking off the day with Alabama head coach Nick Saban. And I'll tell you this, guys. I've never been in the same room as Nick Saban before, much less had an opportunity to ask him a question. Cannot wait to attempt to do so and to be in the room with Nick Saban. Also, you got Kentucky's Mark Stoops. He's a firecracker. You never know what you're going to get from Stoops. That man lives with a chip on his shoulder. Also, Billy Napier of Florida, a lot of pressure on him coming in this season. And then Sam Pittman of Arkansas. Going to be a very, very interesting day at SEC Media Days in day three. Outside of that, guys, in the media, we were supposed to have a concert, a, a bit of a reception, if you will, day two on Broadway. Unfortunately, Bad weather canceled that and canceled the festivities. So, a night to relax, a night to chill, a night to maybe catch up on some sleep after a long day, but a successful day too, nonetheless. And in case you guys were wondering, we did schedule a couple of conversations. Thursday is going to be a very, very busy day for yours truly, and I mean that in a positive way, absolutely. I've got to look at the exact times. We're talking my guy Ty Richardson at ESPN Arkansas around 1 o'clock or so central time. Then at 2.30, we're jumping on my dude John Neighbors. I believe it's 103.7 The Buzz in Arkansas. Of course, he is the host of Locked on Razorbacks podcast. We had him on for the SEC team preview when we talked Arkansas. We'll probably be getting a conversation in with Braden Gall of Athlon Sports. Probably getting a conversation in with Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Probably getting a conversation in with the guys over at Southeastern 14. So, guys, we're going to be jam-packed on Thursday, of course, with Shane Beamer speaking on the fourth and final day of SEC Media Days. But all in all, guys, it's been a fantastic week thus far and looking forward to more here in Nashville. 